Hi, I'm Chai Hu, the CEO and co-founder of Cubop, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. I love this podcast. It does go around the world. Uh, we do go to uh, a lot of different countries, and today uh, we are in Spain because we have a, an entrepreneur, a, uh, someone who is working for a startup. Now, it's actually quite old in startup terms, and our previous guest, uh, his startup was one day old. This is startup's two years old, and it's yeeply.com. Yeeply, uh, I want you to go to uh, com. Go and check them out. And uh, they are uh, really hiring the best experts to help develop your mobile application. Uh, the entrepreneur I have is uh, Fernando Ballister. He's part of the business team there. And he's here to help us talk about uh, the things that Eeply are doing. So, Fernando, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Thanks. I just wanted to start with, uh, if you could tell us a bit about Yeeply, uh, what it is you do there. Sure. Uh, I heard you spelling the name, and uh, that reminds me that uh, Yeeply stands for uh, Young Engineers Extremely Prepared Like You. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's what, the, what the name means, uh, even though we don't use it uh, too much, but just uh, it's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me just repeat that then. Young okay. Uh, engineers extremely prepared prepared like you Yeeply. there you go <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah what we do is uh, we are a marketplace uh, we connect companies and uh, professionals that uh, want to have an application but they don't know the they don't have the, they don't know the technical skills to develop it so on the other hand we have a community of professionals uh, extremely prepared, of course, uh, about mobile technology, and they can um, read the product description and, and pitch to the companies or or entrepreneurs to be their developer. So basic, basically, we match this uh, project with a person that is capable of doing it. Right. Okay. So I am a company, for example, and I have a project for an app, and what I can do is I can go to your community of professionals and post the uh, ideas of the uh, app and then get uh, invites to be a developer on my team? Yep. Uh, it's not about uh, forming a team, but about outsourcing the development part or the design part or the marketing part. Yeah, so, so here's, here's the big challenge I think a lot of uh, my listeners have is they have an app idea. Some of them uh, actually don't code and they need to get a, a coder. And that we tend to go to resources like uh, odesk.com or elance.com. Are you saying that your community then is, is totally geared just for uh, developing and uh, hence you, you're likely to get a better uh, professional working on your app? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we only do mobile projects. So that's what is different from us or for, for Ghibli um, from Elance, freelancer.com or those uh, those marketplaces you mentioned. Um, most of the projects we get are development projects because, uh, as you said, many entrepreneurs uh, like myself, for example, we are limited 
uh, on the technical skills. I don't know how to code neither. Um, but that doesn't mean we cannot uh, fulfill or um, see our ideas um, transforming into a real product. And that's why Ghibli exists. So you cannot source the part you don't know how to do and uh, you can take care of the parts you know how to perform. Yeah, this is great, Fernando, because I remember last year trying to unbundle the whole process of building an app. And it's because that some of the clients I was working with uh, come from web development. And so they weren't really appreciative of the space uh, of apps. And if you think about it, there's the prototyping, there's the graphic work, there's the features that you need to put in. And you need to do a lot of work before you then speak to the professional. Are you uh, doing it from like the very early stages of prototyping right through to then the, the hard coding at the end? Or, or is it where projects are uh, mostly finished and, and then just need coded? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you asked this because uh, probably it's uh, one of the most interesting topics we can talk about. Um, most of the projects we get are to be built from the scratch. They are just ideas or solutions that entrepreneurs or companies have and uh, they want to source the full development. But they think the development is the whole process while we think um, the business is also a part, the other 50% of this process. It's not just about development, but also how you are going to um, optimize the app or make it visible at the markets so users will download it. And uh, because of this, um, we found that most of the apps existing in the market are not profitable, and we try to... um, no, let's say try to put in the eyes of the developers that they also have to, or the clients, that they also have to take care of the marketing side. But uh, asking directly your question, uh, at Ghibli you can post rather a full project or just uh, adding a new feature or an app that exists in the market and you developed before with another company or just a design of uh, new screens. We take any, any kind of project, they just must be mobile. Yeah, and if I'm listening to this and I am an app developer and I am struggling to get work, which is actually it's it's quite a, you know a lucrative market now for that skill set. But uh, what do I need to do to get through to, to be one of your professional experts? Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's it's a good question as well. The, um, the developers, as you said, they are great in coding. But or they don't have the time to find uh, the projects or this commercial side, or they just don't want to spend much money on having a a person, uh, an associate, or or hiring a commercial. So this is why places like Ghibli exist, so they can just uh, sign up. Uh, We have a freemium model, so sign up is free uh, unless you want to upgrade your account, of course. And uh, once you sign up, you have already access to read all the projects that are active at our platform and you are able to send uh, a maximum of two offers uh, so two different projects and the budget is limited for the free members but if you pay a subscription a paid subscription then you get uh, unlimited offers and access to the biggest projects i mean budgets over uh, thousand euro um, projects that of course are, are bigger yeah, I was going to say, like, we recently interviewed an entrepreneur whose minimum uh, budget was uh, um, $100,000. Uh, t- what sort of 
average size do you think a lot of these projects are on your platform? Well, the the medium ticket we have it's uh, it's much lower than than the figure you mentioned. Uh, I would say it's around five thousand euro, and I'm going to explain why the the Spanish market is not that mature when it comes to outsourcing. And uh, Ghibli or places like Ghibli are growing, of course, but the bigger, the big projects are still working on the, on the old way. So they go directly to some agency and try to uh, ask for a budget. And that's why we have opened a second revenue stream or second business line that we call Ghibli Brands. And uh, what we do is uh, acquiring projects and not putting them on the platform, but um, sending them out to those uh, pay users of our community that uh, give us uh, the most confidence in terms of uh, quality of development. And we ask them directly for a price for those projects. And that's why we have uh, gained big projects such as uh, the Spanish League Fantasy Game or the Spanish League uh, official TV app um, and several other big accounts that come to this Ghibli Brands uh, line that I just told you. Yeah, it's great then to have this resource because you, you rightly said, if I'm a freelancer, developer, I've got this skill set, but I don't really want to uh, work uh, for a large organization. I, I can just come to you and uh, get a ready list of projects that I can bid on uh, as, as a freelancer. So um, are you seeing like an, a, a, I mean, you've been going for two years. Uh, I'm wondering, are you seeing like a, a, a big uh, demand for app projects is it growing rapidly well it's growing extremely fast um, as you said we have been two years in the market the company started uh, at a plug and play accelerator which is based here in valencia and uh, now we are based at the university we are not a spin-off but there is a hub here at the university for for young and innovative uh, companies like ghibli and uh, we, thanks to the Spanish market, we get also projects from Latin America uh, without uh, being present there, let's say. We don't have offices only uh, in Colombia, but not in the rest of the LATAM. And uh, we get a lot of projects and most of our developers are also uh, American, Latin American freelancers. And for example, we just launched uh, in France, the Ghibli.com, sorry, fr.ghibli.com. And uh, without doing a big positioning or big uh, campaign on search engine optimization, we already started to receive projects and projects from big accounts as well. Like, for example, McDonald's for an app uh, that comes with augmented reality. Uh, it's not a project that we have developed, but we are in conversations with. So I, I must say that the market is growing extremely fast and uh, also the... Um, is changing in the way that the companies more often come to marketplaces to outsource the development so they don't go to small studios that often as before. Well, I just have to say that, I mean, it's wonderful that you have this resource then for uh, developers. You know, for anyone who is thinking about uh, becoming an app developer, is it a good career to get into? Is it a good skill, do you think, to have? Well, of course, I... I regret to myself uh, that I hadn't studied uh, anything connected with uh, coding or informatics, uh, IT in general, uh, because I think that is the, the most, 
I would say, growing market nowadays. And if you have those kind of skills, probably everyone is going to have that in the future, at least from a, from a amateur skills to advanced skills. And there would, I think there won't be people that doesn't know anything about it. So I must say, yeah, it's a, it's a great choice if uh, you want to study anything connected with uh, development. And uh, if I wouldn't be already in the working market, I'd probably go back to try to, to study that. Because uh, as I was telling you before we start recording, uh, I did journalism. And uh, I'm learning now by force, by the practice. But of course, I hadn't learned anything of coding before, and I regret it to myself. So I would encourage anyone that wants to go for um, IT to do it. Uh, let's see if we can do something which is encourage someone who's listening to this show right now to uh, take some online training uh, because you can go to some great resources. Uh, to uh, start learning how to code. I re remember using uh, lynda.com uh, to learn the basics of coding in iOS. And uh, there's just so many other resources. I know I'm running a giveaway right now, which is um, uh, an online course to build uh, an app in Swift, uh, which is the new language by Apple. And so there's there's definitely resources. So I'm going to just throw the gauntlet down to the listeners and say, look, you know, listen to Fernando. We there is a market out there for this. You need to start learning it because you can charge a lot of money. What sort of rates do you, do you averagely get for developers? Have you got like a ballpark figure uh, for the average uh, hourly rate uh, or is it per project? Mm, well, um, the developers, they can uh, freely post an offer to the client depending on how much they charge uh, to the client. I mean, Ghibli only goes on a commission over the total price. So uh, it's not that we set any price per hour, but I can tell you because I try to obtain those uh, those numbers from each new user that uh, that lands in Ghibli. And in Spain, we are talking about um, 25, 30 euro per hour would be considered an, an average price for development. And uh, companies that charge 40, 50 euro per hour are considered expensive, so they probably or have a better quality or they are larger companies. And uh, some of the Latin American freelancers are uh, below 20 euro per hour. I know, the, I know this, uh, these figures are much different in UK, but um, we, we don't have uh, offices there yet. Uh, some of our partners work for the UK market and they charge, of course, over 50, 50 pounds per hour development code. Um, but I will, I'll tell you the, the rates for Spain that I told you, I'm sure. I, I cannot talk for, for other markets yet. Yeah, well, I mean, I, again, there's an, here's an idea for someone who's listening to this, who's going to a job that they're not particularly uh, enjoying, that you can become an app developer. You great, create a nice portfolio of projects that you've worked on that you can demonstrate that you've got this skill and you can show clients. And then you can uh, work on this stuff uh, mostly remotely. So you can go and live somewhere in Asia, uh, somewhere, you know, there's a list of very uh, – good and cheap places to live around the world and uh, then you know charge rates of uh, 30 euros uh, up per hour and get get this source of work uh, and uh, and the wonderful thing is most of the work i'm guessing is remote you don't have to go to the client's offices yeah I, i'm glad you say that i was living in poland for four years and i was working remotely all the time i never had to look for a job there although there were very good opportunities 
but I was working remote, but living, making money through Google AdSense. Uh, it's not connected with development. It's more about uh, content creation, but the the case is the same. Yeah, I agree that you can live remotely from from anywhere if you know what's your your best skill and you know how to uh, explore it. And also um, about these tools you were you were mentioning. I would say my my, ex my experience. How did I discover that this is the the world I want to work in? Let's say, or the, the kind of the sector I want to work in. It was by attending Startup Weekend. It's uh, I don't know if you you're familiar with it, but in the UK there is one each month for sure. Uh, especially in London, there are ten events per year at least, and it's more or less a sort of a hackathon. Uh, when Fridays you can go and pitch your idea, then form teams and uh, work hard during the whole weekend. And by Sunday you are presenting an MVP in front of a panel. And uh, when I attended that first time in Poland, the the energy I experienced uh, by working with people I didn't know, but all of us um, extremely pump up. Um, working on the same thing even we didn't manage to uh, to win the contest or anything uh, it was uh, when it, i really opened my eyes yeah it's just an introduction to what it's like and uh, to have a lifestyle in startups to have uh, a job almost in a young company because uh, i never knew this uh, world existed until i started doing this podcast and this whole world then suddenly opened up and it's just so exciting i have to pick you up on uh, one thing uh, it's going to go slightly off topic, but you mentioned uh, working, uh, I guess, as a digital nomad in Poland for four years, and you supplemented your income then with uh, Google AdSense. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? Okay, so basically, I when I finished my studies here in Spain, um, I got an internship at a company, and uh, they had a portal for uh, motorsport news, and uh, I was the one writing the content. And I found out with the informatics of that company that um, by creating some kind of uh, live content, I mean, when the races were going on, uh, the amount of, of readers were, was uh, much bigger than during the week when we were just producing uh, breaking news, let's say. Yeah? And um, we started to, to think and we thought, if this is true, then let's go for a market where there is there are more readers, like for example football. And we uh, open like several websites. I would say six, seven websites. Uh, all of them about uh, sports mostly, and uh, from different point of views. I mean, one was talking from the Real Madrid fans' point of view, another one from FC Barcelona point of view, and uh, we were exploring those uh, live. Uh, live game news, like trying to um, trying to bring the the most readers by doing live scores and so on, and uh, the the amount of clicks on the Google AdSense was extremely high, and the content was very easy to produce. I'm talking about 300, 250, 300 words. Uh, it's not like it was not really content quality like uh, a journalist would do yeah it was more some kind of um, hacker for, news. for sort of seo type uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's writing correct. but but that's then you ended up uh, supplementing your time there uh, from this money that you were making from google adsense yeah 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 completely i mean for example um, real madrid against barcelona one game uh, could bring us up to a thousand euro and it was just one hour of work uh, to produce the news or 90 minutes the, the game duration 
<clears throat> so that was better than trying to find any any job for sure. And uh, it's not only about the money; it's what I was learning while doing this. Uh, how to how to optimize the visibility of the pages. Uh, then, for example, after that, we try a bigger and more serious project because those guys, the informatics, my friends, have a business directory for a Spanish companies, something like Yellow Pages. And uh, we tried to replicate that for the U.S. market. And uh, I was the one doing the translations because my English was better than theirs. Just, just right, because okay. of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we put it online. And the uh, three first months were awesome. Like figures, our eyes were big open, wide open. And the fourth month we got banned uh, by Google because we were too ambitious and we did something that was not correct. So uh, it's, uh, I think... Having a, a corporative job, think uh, things like that never happen, and uh, that's why I prefer to to be in this kind of uh, this kind of job. Yeah. So, so what happened was the stress of uh, getting this and, and working, you know, through Google. I know that uh, they can be they can just give you what's called a Google slap, and that's yeah. the end of your business. <laughs> so, yeah, effectively, then you you, uh, you I guess a lot of that income dried up at the end, and you then decided to. Uh, call it a day but uh, it must have been a good four years yeah yeah it, it was so as you said we call it a day basically because uh google changed the rules i mean the the content now has to be um it has it needs to have more quality the quality is measured by how many times the content is shared uh well we were in a different business and uh, we didn't like i mean it was working double to probably end up with half so we moved on, and uh, actually, those guys now are developing apps and uh, you know an app uh, marketplace, uh, mobile marketplace company. So more or less, we ended up in the in the same sector, although we are not in the same company. So, so there again, I'm appealing to the Appster tribe listening to this right now, which is that uh, even though you you know you're learning all this stuff, it, it can be applied to other different industries, other different. Uh, um, jobs and and so all the stuff that you learned was invaluable uh, and it was nice to make that bit of money along the way as well um, and uh, I guess you weren't too upset when Google slapped you and, and then <laughs> it was uh, the end of that but uh, okay so there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye one is that we love to come up with uh, new ideas for apps and uh, you know so that we can work on these I'm, I'm guessing are you able to look uh, and, and give us a maybe uh, something that's on the site at the moment uh, for an app project. Like, uh, are you able to reveal anything that's that's potentially something that we can like look at yeah, and work on? For sure, I can tell you some of the projects that arrive to Ghibli. The the clients uh, pay confidentiality, but those that uh, they don't pay it are are visible and they are also available to to be read in English at n.ghibli.com. And uh, if you want me to share some of the recent ones, uh, for example, I can tell you a small city from uh, central north Spain. It's called Burgos. I don't know if you know it. They have a great cathedral. Um, they just posted a project because they want to do an app for the public bus service. So the, um, when you are at the stop, you know uh, how long is uh, for the bus to come. Uh, you can use your mobile with NFC technology to pay the, the entrance, the ticket. Um, also for tourists, it can work to 
to let them know where the the most touristic points of interest are. Uh, what else? What other projects? We have a Ghibli right now. I have to say this is the most interesting chat we've had really? in this section because uh, <laughs> normally we come up with these uh, wild uh, ideas that uh, are... Uh, you know something that we, we we just think would be cool, but here here are actual projects that uh, people can go, and I'll make sure I put a link on theappguy.co to uh, to this. Uh, just people need to go to, to episode two four six, uh, search for your name, Fernando Ballester, and uh, you'll see the uh, the links to to these projects. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to hear one more. Um, <laughs> trying to think, <laughs> what the, what else do we have? <clears throat> We have a project, yeah, we have a project called e-Restaurant and uh, it's already on development and um, it w- it started as a owner of a restaurant that wanted to digitalize uh, their menu and it ends up that um, also it's going to be possible for the waiters to, to um, take the notes from the tablet and perhaps in a third phase uh, if everything goes well as well for the client to to pay um, with NFC technology like mobile payments, I think it's the the biggest uh, trend for this year uh, when it comes to mobile technology. Um, I'm sorry I cannot share another one. I'm I got blind, but uh, really we have hundreds of, of projects already pu- published uh, in the link and the 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 podcast uh, audience is able to read them all. Fernando, thank you so much for sh- sharing that. And so the last thing uh, we tend to do is that uh, is, this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. And uh, if you're a smartphone user, could you pick up your phone and give us one or two apps that uh, you tend to use in your business or your personal life that you think would be good recommendations for us? And, you know, not the the typical ones, but ones that you feel like are maybe new to us. Okay. Um, I can tell you I'm using um, Go. Go Trainer. Uh, it's a it's a company from Valencia, and uh, they produce uh, Bluetooth. Uh, it's kind of app and wearable. Okay, so they produce a smart um, T-shirt for runners, and it comes with a with a Bluetooth device attached to the T-shirt. Uh, it's pretty small. I mean, it doesn't bother you when you are doing sport. And um, what it tracks, uh, it's like kind of uh, a runner's app, but not the typical one. I mean, thanks to having this Bluetooth next to your heart, it tracks things like your heart rate, um, stuff like that. So I use it a lot. I, I'm not a big user of um, trainer training apps like, I don't know, Strava and Domondo, although I try them and they are, they are cool. But this one, uh, it catch my attention because of the T-shirt thing and the Bluetooth. I mean, it really feels more like a professional. Um, so, Fernando, you have to say <laughs> that you are doing all these firsts. I've never had a smart T-shirt on the show. Okay. 246. <laughs> so, uh, that is, that's great. There's, uh, I'll put a link to that definitely in the okay. uh, show notes. I'm using also, I bought a Chromecast a week ago and I'm using the Chromecast app a lot. I know it's nothing uh, new, probably everyone knows, but I'm pretty much impressed of the of the Chromecast. Yeah, I mean, how, how many apps are, are you finding that do have that ability to Chromecast? Well, it's true that there are not many. For example, I miss Spotify having a Chromecast connection, but um, Spain in Spain, Spanish TV, the... Um, 
how you call it, the media groups, let's say, or the channels, they are the, the bigger ones are all optimized for Chromecast. Also, the, um, the apps we develop here at Ghibli that, for example, the Spanish League TV, it's also available for Chromecast. Um, and then you have always uh, YouTube or anything you can send from Chrome uh, Navigator. You can put it on the screen, on the TV screen. So it's true, it's a new device, but it cost me only 35 euro and it's a very good price for what you can do now and i think it would be a better price for what you will be able to do in a few in a few months yeah just for anyone who's wondering what it is i mean it, it's a device that you put into your tv through a usb connection and then you can send uh, things from your uh, smartphone through to the to appear on the tv you see i'm using currently a apple tv which uh, has changed the way i view tv uh, i've not watched any network tv for 3 years it's all through the Apple TV, and uh, I know that uh, I've been looking at the Chromecast, but because like I've got an iPhone, I'm not sure how uh, great it would be with the integration between the iPhones and the Chromecast. But I, I guess if I use Chrome as the browser, then I can send stuff to, to the Chromecast. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Well, that's great. That's two great recommendations. Uh, well, I have to say, Fernando, it's been a wonderful journey chatting to you. It's so inspirational to hear, like, you know, you going off and doing the digital nomad stuff in Poland and then coming to Yeeply and helping uh, the app developer team. How best can we reach out and connect with you personally? Well, um, of course, you can add me on LinkedIn, any person, or I can give my give out my email. It's fer, F-E-R, at ghibli.com. Uh, you can find me as well in Twitter, uh, fer, how do you call the slash slash uh, yes. yeah but I, I guess the linkedin or the email it's it's the easiest way you know what i'll do i'll make sure that all that is uh, on uh, the show notes uh, episode 246 you just scroll down just past the audio and you'll see then a link to uh, linkedin twitter and uh, also an email that they can send you uh, a message thank you so much for sharing your insights with us uh, all the best with yeeply and uh uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, seeing how, how massive your platform grows uh, globally. Great. I hope that I will be soon in the in the UK for expanding Ghibli there. So if anyone from the audience uh, has an app idea, uh, I'm really glad to hear it. Yeah, we, well, we have 246 ideas from 246 shows. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're all full of ideas. That, that's a great offer. Thanks so much. And all the best, Fernando. All the best. Bye-bye.